0: Hey, Paul. Hey, Rich. It's great to see you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back to bring everyone a brand new episode of Track Changes. Special episode
1: today. I'm Paul Ford. Rich Ziotti. And we are the co-founders of Postlight, a product design studio in New York City. Our guest today is someone who has a deep thumbprint on the modern web. Is that that a thumb? (laughs) It is a thumb. (laughs) I'm looking at his thumb right now. Our guest today is Jeffrey Zeldman. The proprietor of Zeldman Studio? Studio.Zeldman. Studio.Zeldman. I'm sorry I got it backwards. It's okay. And um, But, you know, let's do it backwards.
2: Yeah, what are you doing? to what, what Yeah, are, because a, a newly launched studio, really, it's good to have the name get out there on a podcast wrong. Yeah, So people right. look it up wrong. All so, right, all I, right. I don't right. need work. This is just, I just do this for <laughs> the... <laughs> uh,
0: what is Studio.Zeldman?
2: that's so my new design studio uh, with a few other folks. I left my previous studio, and I wanted to start over so I could do uh, small projects, very hands-on. Okay. And uh, it's a boutique studio uh, focused on content sites. We can do anything, but it's mostly content sites because... I make content sites and I've always loved content sites, and that's what I basically do on the web. Right. And, you know, content is a pretty broad definition. I mean, Instagram is a content site. Right. But yeah, stuff where either professionals Mm -hmm. make content or companies make content so that they can promote their business in some fashion, or people make content in what's called an app or a community. Okay, so but let's let's yeah. dive
0: in and get a little more specific here. Uh, design studio could be brochures. By when you say content, <laughs> yeah, no, it could be branding. It could be a lot of different that's things. Weird. What I, do you a, focus? A on? guy
2: on Dribble just asked if I want to design a brochure for him, for him, which I guess and that's cool. I have to write back to him and tell him I don't do that.
0: Right. Like so, what do you do? What do you focus on?
2: I'm a web designer mainly. Okay, and I've been doing that since 1995. I was an art director. And a musician and a bunch of other stuff before that, uh, journalist for the Washington Post. I'm very old. I've done a lot of things. But 1995, I started designing websites. Long, well, pretty well-known story. Well-known to the five people that know who I am. And uh, I never looked back. The, right. the web was, I think Paul had a similar experience. It just seemed like, uh, didn't you, Paul?
1: I did. I think that we're, um, you'd had a career before the web came around. It came around for me when I was in college, so I didn't think they'd let me do it is my my what happened to me. I, it's, it was 95, 96. There wasn't a lot of work. And I remember reading stuff that you were doing and writing and going like, how do I get to be more in, in that world?
2: Well, by 1996, you were like running your own servers and stuff. So yeah. So you totally yeah, but, jumped into that right away.
1: But this is the thing. Nobody...
2: Nobody remembers. It's not just that nobody remembers. Nobody cares.
1: It's that you see, when you're young, you see anyone who is doing it, and you're like,
2: I could never do it. And then you go ahead and do it, and you're like,
1: okay, I've done it, but is it cool enough?
2: That's what I liked about the web, right? Because, yeah. uh, so you said I had other careers, but I had other failed careers. Several, sure. and some of them were failures because I didn't work hard enough. Some of them, I didn't have the passion. Some of them were just unfair. Crumb houses of, I, you can't swear on the podcast, so I'm trying to...
1: Yeah, you, know, you can, you can you sneak them in here and I there. Want,
2: I don't really want to. They were, they were crappy experiences that weren't fair. Uh, and some, uh, I had a drinking problem for a long time. So I uh, I don't now because I don't drink. Mm-hmm. But uh a drinking problem. So that contributed also, I'm sure, to the, some of the failure. Had to. But I know what you're saying. I would look at Prince on stage mm-hmm. when I was a young musician and go, I couldn't do that. Now, actually, I couldn't because he's much more talented than me. But if I had been as talented as him, which I'm vastly not, I still wouldn't have believed I could do it, for the reason that you say, because there's a self-esteem barrier that you have to cross.
1: How do you even get up on that stage? You see the stairs, but you're like, how how could you get up on them?
2: Right. I mean, I did get up on stage, mm-hmm. but at clubs, it, but not. You know, the point is, I think you'd look at, I'd look at people I admired, Brian Eno, you know, whoever, mm-hmm. David Bowie. And I would go, oh, but I could never be them. They're magical beings somehow, and I'm not. But with the web, I didn't worry about that because it was something you could do in a little cubicle secretly. Sure. <laughs> and and uh,
0: Also, the, the, the,
2: the David Bowies
0: and princes of the web hadn't come to light yet. I don't but think I mean, there are they, any. There, were,
1: like, you know, we're, we're letting Jeffrey be a little bit modest here because yeah. there was a book you wrote back then which was pretty seminal. And, I, and I'm going to get the first word of the title wrong. But it was Bringing Your
2: Talent to the Web. Taking Your Talent to the Web. Taking Your Talent to the Web. That was See, nobody talks about that book. That's so long ago. But
1: that book was one. Just the title of that book alone was a powerful indicator. It was like, hey, you can take your graphic design ability and you can learn this new thing. It's not all cool kids and big clunky shoes. You know, there's another thread, too. So you're putting yourself out there early days. Zeldman.com was personal. You have never been shy about being in recovery. Right. You know, and, and know if,
0: if there's any facet of Jeffrey that he's been shy about. Oh,
2: there's lots that I don't talk about. Sure. Yeah. I
1: don't I don't see you talk about your your daughter very much, for example. Like I, I think you're a beautiful girl. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful kid. And like but you don't there's I don't talk about my divorce. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain things that you just you leave off. And but
2: in general like it's the best
1: stuff I wish I could it's, it's best. the best material. <laughs> I know.
2: The part of me that's a writer would love to do it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You can do
1: it and not put it anywhere. No, you, that's no. like diary. Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't that's work. That's diary. But, but wait, here's the thing that's happening, yeah. that, that's happening early days and still happening with you, which is that you put it out there and you put all of it out there, including your talent and including your ability as a designer. And you let the chips fall and then you see what comes back in.
2: I think I know what you mean.
1: That's been almost a strategy for you,
2: not a not it, a, like it a wasn't, cunning strategy. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a karmic thing. Like I was involved in the web standards project. Right. And at the time, I remember, I won't say the guy's name, but there's a guy, he's still around. He said, well, of course, Zeldman and his friends want people to use web standards because they can charge more for their services that way. I was like, what? It yeah. didn't make any sense. I get it because that is how most people think. And I yeah. wish that I did think that way. Because at this advanced age, I would have tons of dough socked away. Mm-hmm. But I don't because I didn't think that way. I was just like, honestly, I thought that it was just great to give it away because it was so cool.
0: And there's still money to be made, even when you give oh, some yeah. of it away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I,
2: I think. Right. But uh, in fact, some of the money I have made is because I gave stuff away. Yep. Right? It's so, but I, but I didn't do it for that reason. Sure, sure. And I do advise, like I advise all my students, we both teach at SVA, Paul, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I'm constantly telling them write, like even if your primary skill is is visual or UX, write. Yeah, communicate. It's really important. Yeah. Okay, so, you, so you asked about my studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you you had a, a comment that was fascinating, which was write it down without publishing it. Sure. Which I don't think it's possible. That see, a writer is motivated by wanting someone else to read it. And if no one else is gonna read it, like it's no good. Like you wouldn't even bother.
0: Yeah. I can't even tell. I can't
2: even go somewhere unless I can check in. Yeah. If I'm not checking in, I have a recurring nightmare, honest to God. Mm-hmm. My kid makes fun of me all the time. In this nightmare, I'll be like, I'll be in the Alps taking mm-hmm. this refreshing hike through the Alpine woods. And I'll look down and see this little German village. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I should take a picture. And then I realize that I don't have my phone with me. I can't take a picture. I'm like, I can't take a picture wait a minute, I haven't checked in. I'm all over Eastern Europe and I can't check in. What? And it's like, it destroys the trip for me. And this happens over and over again. Okay, okay. It's, so wait, it's is pathetic. that... You are pretty communicative. You're pre- you, you send it's a lot like of things a, out to the world. I think it's some kind of psychosis, actually. Yeah. I was reading out this where, like, if other people don't know about it, it isn't entirely real to yeah. you.
0: There's a website, I don't know if it's still around, that checked your Twitter stream, checked Jeffrey Zeldin's Twitter stream, and told you if he was at the dentist or the gym. Do you know about this?
2: I have seen that. Yeah. Which, I don't go to the dentist as which, much anymore. Well, this yeah. is also...
0: It's like, kind of gone dark a little bit, that site, but it, it sort of yep. hints at how open you are about
1: your daily life and whatever's going on. I remember the first, one of the first times I met you, you liked to, to tweet about going to your personal trainer who was um, had a company called Body by Hannah. I'm still fat. Well, me too. Not, not not, her fault. I don't want to use, yeah. We don't have to use that word. Why?
0: It's it's it's, that's actually the most
2: accurate and honest it's word. A, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, don't <laughs> worry about it I, I, anymore. I, I, I could say chubby.
1: Yeah, once you get over like 25, it's Pleasingly it's yeah. Pleasing, yeah, yeah, plump.
2: Pleasing. But, uh, Zoptic. Look, there are plenty of people I look who look like share John Belushi, who in the 70s was considered fat. Which is weird because now he's just a normal American. Yeah, I wouldn't. You look at John Belushi; he just looks like you'd say, "Oh, that's just a dad. large frame guy." That's a forty-year-old <laughs> yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. That's a dad in. Bro- that's a he's, hipster dad in Brooklyn. He's yeah. out like, watering the, the. It's true. He's the nobody knows, like. And he was, you know, and he had he suffered emotionally over being so fat. But yeah, I look at me in the '70s when I was a kid, like pictures of me and pictures of the people I know, and uh-huh. just like you ramps. watch old movies, like. Like the people that are considered sexy, like men and women, like the men take off their shirts and they look like, well, don't those guys work out? They don't. But they also, there's no fat on them.
1: Yeah. Wait, I remember what it was. It's the first time I gave you a hug. I went, this is the body by Hannah. It was actually very. It was very connected for me. It was that's like very strange. I was like, "Oh, that's I, a very strange statement." I've read about this body. That's a like, very strange. I had statement. this awareness of you, and then like physically, you're 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 very tactile, you're a very generous person. And I was just like, "This is it. This is the body."
2: That's great. Hannah is changing her. Uh, yeah. I think she's changing her Twitter tag now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think if, yeah. If people put all this together, but you no, know, I mean she should because. But you no, guys, that's, you that's look nice. you look good,
1: Jeffrey. Let's Thanks. not beat the hell out of each other here. Yeah. Everybody's looking great. No, I just like I just remember that as like this weird connective thing where I'd been reading and aware, and then suddenly I was like, oh, here's the corporal reality, and it really lined up. Like, I, here's an interesting thing: the boundaries between your public persona, whether this is good for you or not, and what you are in person, there's no there's no real blurring. Like the guy that I met and the guy I'd been reading are the same person.
2: I think there are people who think I'm a really bad guy. And and that, like, and I'm nothing like the person on.
1: People hate people hate rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they do. I have there people
2: people I thought were friends. Even not not many, but a few. And I'm just like, you know, I I don't I don't get it.
0: I think if you if you reach a certain point where you're going to speak to and connect with, or at least be heard by a certain number of people. There's a carve out that's just going to happen around that. Look, you know, we're being a little inside baseball here, but Jeffrey, he founded one, one of the better known agencies in, Happy in web design, Happy Cog. He also founded a, a list apart, very significant an event apart, conference. which is still to this day a very prominent uh, web design. I mean, well, in, I the, think in the He co founded
2: web... a, a event apart and a book apart. Co-founded Event Apart
0: and Book Apart. But founded. So look, there's a certain level of status here that comes with that. And what also comes with that status is that you're a piece of shit to a... Certain percentage of that population—that is just how it goes.
2: I think sometimes you do things I- that Unless you don't realize. Maybe... I, I might have said something insensitive or done—I mean, I'm sure I did.
0: You're pretty—you're pretty straight shooter. Like let's let's—you're not one to be like, oh, I—I got to make sure not to hurt Rich's feelings. You pretty much say it like it is, like it is, which I actually respect and appreciate. But some mm. people have just—you know—they didn't get the proper. I do
2: that with you. I don't do that with everybody. Okay. I'm tactful with most people. Okay. Honestly. Okay. But I just—I just gauged you as someone. That you I can, can talk, talk to, to like it yeah, is very fair. true.
1: I mean, that's that that's is true. that's true about us. It, yeah. you can. I'm used to being beaten the head with a two by four. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't even notice it at this point.
0: And you know, we're talking about stuff like, hey, it's early days. It's the web. We stuck our you know, put foot out, foot out.
1: We put our hands in the cement.
0: Put our hands in the cement to some extent, and we're just sort of figuring it out. But let's. Uh, it's worth noting again, as an outsider you know, getting to know you guys, not by meeting you, but through the work you you were doing, it was good work. It was smart, intelligent work. You're a good writer, Jeffrey. And the work you put out, you rejected one of my articles on, on uh, a list apart. And then for for about six weeks, you were a piece of shit to me. But that's how... That's normal. Yeah. And <laughs> that was that was quality, my editors, I'm sure, not me. The quality and, and
2: they're good people. Some, I'm being silly. No, and, and I'm not I'm not blaming them. They they're they work. they were absolutely right to because read. Because I that. would say yes to everything. Yeah. And, and it oh, was, it's so hard.
1: People come to you with hopes and dreams, and you're like, I'm gonna have to destroy that hope and dream. Yeah. And
0: I'll tell you what was important here was that you bought the standard of quality to a community that pretty much didn't have the expectation, the desi- web design and, and web development community, no, the worst... wasn't thinking that good quality essays
2: should really exist in their world. People... That's true. <laughs> well, in terms of content, that's still a problem, Huffington Post. And uh, designers at the time, I mean, like, well, there were two things, I think. Uh, one was a lot of people who had no experience in design or programming mm-hmm. or... Human factors or any of that stuff were becoming web designers, which is cool and empowering, but it means that there was a certain quality level that wasn't there, which is okay because the browsers wouldn't have supported it if it yep. was, yep. right? It's kind of like people who couldn't design their way out of a paper bag, but there were only two fonts, so that's okay kind right. of thing. And we managed, I still managed to make really ugly sites when there was only two fonts. But, uh, but then the other thing I think uh, is that, at, well, like let's say at agencies, the way they used to throw their least talented people are the ones they perceived as the least talented on like the match packs and the hats and you know, here's the talented person or here's the person that we're in bed with. That person's going to do the TV commercials and here's the print campaign. We'll give that to this other team that seems to be coming up. And then there's a whole bunch of other crap. There's
1: a brutal and very well-known hierarchy in advertising. And and web is below that. Like Mm -hmm. web
2: is below the match. Uh, And even Mm -hmm. below
1: that were the banner ads actually. It was like it went web page, then banners.
2: Right. Have you ever done them? I had a client. Where oh, I sure. Them.
1: One of my best friends is an absolutely extraordinary banner ad designer. He's been doing it for twenty years. He just never cared, and he turned it into a great business for himself. There's all these niches out there. Now you stayed straight in the mainstream and got very focused for a couple of years there on standards. I've never been called mainstream before. Thank you. Uh, you are. You're very. I mean, honestly, no. You defined the aesthetic for the web for a while. I think it's too wow. big now. That there's no, no nobody single, can. Yeah. yeah. But there was a point where you were pretty much, you know, you and a few other people were canonical. And everybody was in that same orbit. You know, there was the adaptive path and, and people like people like you. Dan Cedar Home. Yeah. Like there was a pretty small core of human beings who said, this is how websites should look. And everybody saw the websites they were making and went, yeah, all right. looks Looks good.
2: They didn't do it out of ego. They were just everybody that did that teaching was just turned on and wanted to share.
1: I think a lot of it too was just like wow, this is really bad and we should be sharing information more efficiently. Like that it did feel very positive. I mean, of course there's ego it's good to to do good work and have everybody say you're doing good work. That that part's awesome, but but no, the the sense that I had back then was it wasn't one about ownership. No. It was about you know, how can we make this a better and more inclusive medium? And then the standard stuff came in there because it was about how more people can access this data.
2: Also, I think that still goes on. I mean, look at all the libraries that are out there and all the frameworks. For better or worse, look at all the stuff that, that, I mean, But it's like almost everybody that you know has worked on a framework or to a tool that they've given away. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what people do. And and that is so unique to this profession or these related professions because, uh, I know when I was in advertising, everything was secret. You, you, you oh yeah, you couldn't tell someone what mm, you were working. Interesting. On. No fired. one ever erred on the side of
1: transparency in, in other industries. That's it's
2: very unusual. If you went drinking with your best friend who worked in another agency, and at a certain point you said, "Well, we're pitching Coke or whatever," yeah. you're going to get it's going to get back to you, and you're fired. Mm-hmm. You're fired, and you won't work for a year. Yeah, and. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you who I'm pitching right now at, at my studio, but aside from that, and you're not going to tell me who you, – while wow, you're in the product business, so I'm, I'm curious. You do We're stuff for open. clients, though.
1: We're pretty open. Yeah, we do quite a bit for clients. You're, you know,
2: open <laughs> once you've done something, but do you say like
1: – Yeah, we don't broadcast. The Olympics
2: committee is – it's between us and uh, – Big spaceship, and we think we'll get it because we're doing something. Oh so. no, no, we don't, don't do No, nobody funny. does that. No, I mean, no.
1: what we'd say it, a good example is that it's a matter of record that we're doing a a big rebuild for the Village Voice. That's in the public, so we would we talk about that we're doing that, and then we would kind of stop
2: there. But when we were competing, <laughs> once you have it, we did not yeah. That's sure. yeah.
1: When we were competing, we weren't talking about it for sure. Part of that's just tact, you know, just sort of like yeah, uh, you just don't want to
2: be in a position where. Tweeting that nonsense out.
1: Hope we get this
2: one. Well, of course. But that aside, sharing. And you know, we built this framework for the U.S. Olympics Committee, and we we call it Diving Board. Here it is. Nobody objects to that. That's
0: kind of the. That's sort of how the open source community is intersected with sort of this evolution of the advertising world. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's sort of this blending of cultural...
2: How, what the how, Advertising is nothing like this.
0: No, I, I mean, we are descendants to some extent okay. of advertising, right? I mean, we are, you know... Post Light's great uncle was an ad agency. There's
1: oh. some of that DNA.
2: That's real. Maybe. No doubt about Maybe. it. Maybe. I did learn a lot in advertising good for good and bad. Sure. Things to do and things not to do. I mean, and look... Yet, in and the I work ad- for some brilliant people.
1: And the good thing about advertising as a business is it really does tear away a lot of pretension cuz you just got to get a headline that will sell the cornflakes. Mm. And that yeah. is that uh, those lessons have translated for me into things like navigation, thinking through the the site architecture, the mm. overall way the content needs to be clear and tight. Like there are really good lessons there. They're not all the lessons uh, by far. The web is a different medium than straight up advertising.
0: To me I'm thinking about the pitch side, right? Like if I as I was going through Mad Men, the show, and I had an agency of my own at that time, and you saw their prep work behind a pitch, and, and profiling the personalities that were going to be in the room, and how you were going to message them, and you know how are you going to get them to gain confidence. It was it's not that different. I mean, it's a long sell. Usually, it's you know relationship building and confidence building, and what you're capable of and showing off your portfolio. That I mean, everything I just said applies in. I guess you could say advertising is a facet of it. Big consulting is another facet of it, which is sort of like trust it's us, client really smart. It's client, client services, services, exactly. So that you know, these are this the pieces. Graphic that make design. It
2: they're all yes. Yeah, that's, that's right. By that's the right. way, we're launching our portfolio in a few days because we launched the site without so a portfolio.
1: Let's, let's, do you enjoy client services? Yes,
2: I do too. I do.
1: And it's a little hard to convey. Rich does as well, even though he goes back and forth on it some days. But like, yeah, I think basically deep down, there's just something very satisfying about setting up the relationship, getting the work done, and then you kind of walk away for a while and they call you back a couple months later and they're like, hey, what about this? And a couple dozen of those floating in your life is very stimulating and and it makes me very happy to have those relationships out there.
2: Well, they are truly relationships. Yeah. At at times we've been guilt-tripped about it too, I think. At times... Design goes through this period of like a real designer just does product, just does their own product. is just an entrepreneur and client services is so 1999 or whatever. I don't know. I mean, design without a client, it's not really design.
1: Yeah. I think what people would have us do is go out, raise money and build our own products and take all the risk and just go for it as opposed to this thing where we're kind of like doing our own stuff. And working for clients, like I think that's which a, is what
2: all of us are doing.
1: Yeah, that's all. all three of us in, in this room, and I think that's a more that's a pure story that people find more exciting and interesting than this sort of hybrid
2: business where we're
1: communicating and yeah.
2: and so on. But I, I just like I think this works. At a certain point, your product might take over, or your client services might take over. Like. My friend Jason Freed in Chicago. Right. At a certain point, they were like, "Okay, we're all in." I mean, at one point, they had one of the best agencies. That's thirty-seven, uh, 37 Signals. 37 they were yeah. fantastic. They still are, but at a certain point, it's like, oh, you know what? Let's do they just... still do
0: service, client no, services? Absolutely. Not. They don't do none.
2: none right? no, so they full product. For years. At, they I went full product with a suite of products, that announcement. And yeah. then they basically got rid of all their other products. And those are the Basecamp. makers of Basecamp. And, and, they're, and they're called Basecamp. They named yeah. their company after the product, they renamed their company. So they
1: did the full transition. Client services, got their skills where they wanted them to be, launched a suite of successful products. To help design. them with
2: client services initially. That's they made right. Basecamp and. Uh, campfire and the other stuff because they were doing client services and the tools that yeah. they had access to didn't work the way their brains worked
0: right and base camp i mean the others were modestly successful Basecamp was a breakout success and they said you know what let's just let's focus and hone in on this product and they clean their plate which is you know one of the
2: wisest things you can do to get they, all that clutter they also out i mean so Jason and his one of his partners, they have a, a New York Times best selling business book. Not taking your town to the web. I mean, like I you know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of copies sold. Like yeah. actual. What's money. the
1: title of it? I can't remember. Rework. 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 That's Everybody. Right. Okay. They
2: branded the hell out of themselves that way. Yeah. They're all of a piece. They're like if you it's like I used to think people's bodies were like baloney, and if you cut it would all be the same. It would be that same mm-hmm. tan. Stuff all the way through. There's, until uh, you were in your 30s and then you realized. Yeah. Yeah. Until I started working out. Okay. And I realized there were muscles, <laughs> <and> bones. <laughs> but before that, I, but but they're that way. They're mm-hmm. like the same all the way through. So their product reflects the, Two, same, are, thinking, yeah. the same thinking they put in their book. And they're they, were, they were like, I use Basecamp 3 a lot. And Jason Fried was like, there's six things any business has to do. And, That's the and thing.
1: Like, he is so good at communicating those like – and I, like, I'm gonna be—I roll my eyes at a little bit because I'm just like, oh, there's six things. There they are. There's six. <laughs> hmm. Except that the more I'm in this business, the more I realize that you've got to get it down. You've got to boil it down to that, because otherwise, you're really going to be talking to the same small group of people who you you go out in the world without ambiguity and with a very clear, simple statement. And then later you can add some of the shading to it as you talk to more and more people. Yeah. But they're very good. Like rework as a is an articulation of that specific philosophy in a way that you could give it to like a high school student. Yeah, I was would, about to say there
0: There was there's a plain English accessible quality to their stuff. All, yeah. all their stuff. Their writing even had yeah, it. The, their voice on their blog was always, you know, really widely followed because it just there was sort of a almost like a blue-collar aesthetic to their style.
2: Jason Fried, uh, yeah, he comes from that background a little bit. I yeah. do, too. And, and he helped me with the website. It's the funny, part, and I think of study. Chicago, oh,
0: and I think of Detroit. I mm-hmm. think of just factories for some reason when I think of 37 Signals. It's this
1: b- bizarre association that I've created in my head. Well, there's a real interesting Chicago scene, right? There was 37
2: it's Signals. mostly agencies in Chicago. There's not many little studios. Kudal Partners. um, Who are now mostly, almost exclusively doing the uh, books. Field Notes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's Field Notes. There was, what was it, Threadless, which was Harper Reed. There's a real cohort that was making these things in Chicago, and they were kind of all friends, and I'm assuming still are. Adrian Holovaty's there mm-hmm. from uh, from Django. Like every block, yeah, every block was there. And there's the there which was, is
2: also Adrian and yeah. Gapers Block, which is a content site much like uh, right. one of the ones you used to write for. That's that was in Brooklyn. They may still exist. The Morning News. Yes. Yeah. They yeah, still sure. exist, right?
1: Oh yeah, that cohort was all. So we were, you know, The Morning News was good buds with like uh, Kudal Partners. And then they, they started the deck, which became an ad network. Like it was a different model and, and a little, it was, just seemed a little more chill. New York and, is just so big, too. I mean, we just. So, so. Well, there's
0: always a meat grinder
1: like three feet away
0: from you in New York.
1: Yeah. I think that's it's that, called your rent. You got no, 38, <laughs> Well, $38,000 <laughs> no, <real>. well, $38, <laughs> no, a month yeah, for studio rent or something. Yeah. It. Like, no, someone once pointed out that WeWork is subsidizing the New York startup scene. Like, you can get a fairly cheap office, and you can make it work inside of a WeWork space.
2: I'm thinking of moving there, actually, right? mm-hmm. because I'm spending 9000 a month now, and I'm not billing to that level.
1: Sure. So that totally makes sense to me, that, that you might want to do that. They're nice spaces, lots of glass You'd find a home and there'd be, you know, a nice community. They're around nice. Here. Yeah, they're really nice. And spaces. the same
2: neighborhood. It'd be yeah. basically be the same neighborhood I'm in yeah. now.
1: And for what? Like a less, like a third of what you're paying?
2: I was thinking about it today. I was thinking like right now I'm subsidizing some of my co-tenants. Why should I be doing that when I can't afford it? When these people are, actually have capital invested and they can.
1: Yeah, I think that. And your co-tenants could come along and get WeWorks to the left or right of you yeah, if they want yeah, to. Yeah, I know. So, they're sort of subsidizing this whole scene, but the raw New York real estate costs are ridiculous. And it, it's sort of this you know, every time we talk about a startup scene in this city and how it's all going to work, like you need some form of income. If we were going to go do product development just out of the blue, we have a huge cost to cover before we made our first you need hire. client
2: services. Yeah. New York is a client services town. The re- One reason uh, Silicon, well, Valley, Silicon yeah. Valley made its own industries. It was like it was a new place. Right. There was nothing going on. There were like some banana farmers and yeah. peach farmers, and then they started making computers, right? Yeah. And so, but in New York, it was like the gray advertising was formed here in like 1802 or something, right before the original New York Times building burned. I mean, yeah. there's just this ancient. There's rich jerks, and then there's people working for them. Well, and And those are back forever.
1: (laughs) Gray advertising is still around. I mean, I think that's that's the thing that it was
2: actually two Jews. And they. I and mean, that's the story uh, of about 80% of
1: the businesses. Well, okay. <laughs> it
2: was two Jews, and they didn't want to call it, like, I don't know, Sapperstein and Schlepperstein or whatever yeah. because of anti Semitism. Yeah. So they were sitting around in their gray office looking at the gray walls, going, what should we is call it? Is that the really place? the story? That's yeah. the story. Because I worked for Gray Entertainment and they make you learn the, uh, the, the fabled lore. It's funny. Yes. And then the other thing. And it's G R E Y, right? It, it's, uh yeah, yeah. like, the, which is how I spell it anyway. Oh. I hate. The other one. And G-R-A-Y is the American I know, movie. it yeah, bothers me E-Y so much. The, yeah, oh. I Serial commas forever and uh, G-R-U-Y. Ser- yeah, I'm a serial comic. And guy. GIF, mm-hmm. sorry. Really? Mm. But I know. Another episode. I think we just let that go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <It's> just, <laughs> I know I Why should. the hell can't we all get along? It's <laughs> only because I, I... It didn't make sense when I learned it. But yeah. I learned it in 1995. I was like, is that really how he pronounces it? And at the time, that's how what everyone said, because most everyone else from that time is dead now but yeah. i'm not and uh, it's hard right to unlearn now yeah. i feel like i'm making a mistake when i say gif even though it's anyway you but... know
1: it just say whatever the hell whatever content <laughs> here's the other gray ready. part
2: here's the other gray part they spent two million dollars on a design studio to update their brand and they came back with the same uh logo but they made one of the letters orange it yeah. was gray with an orange letter.
1: Yes, that to me, that's $2 million that's, well spent. I love it.
2: Yeah, I would have done it for half.
1: Now I know. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but I, but oh, that's, that's, the that's first what business. people, when
2: people think of design, when people think of graphic design, like, I mean, yeah. some some look at it reverently, like, there was so much genius in that gesture, and other people go, wow, I wish I'd gotten into that business. Oh, I mean, look, and you don't. It's like saying, I wish I were a movie It's kind of I a hindsight thing, I though. Both I have to true. say.
0: What? It you just look at oh they colored a letter orange but you're seeing the the outcome right and, yeah. and there was so, a research deck that had
1: 240 slides yeah 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 you know, and it was it's it, like you know ver- why like the new Verizon's
0: people think a we're dull
2: check check mark yeah. let's show that we can be a little unexpected it's like yeah, it's that's like right,
0: right. okay there is not a lot of time left I do want to hear about Studio that's right. And what the vision is for it <laughs> and what the plan is First for it. First of all, who knew that Dodd
1: was a top-level domain name? Who That's knew? exciting. Is it Studio So So you spent about $140,000 no, on it's that's not. that deal. Convinced not? I can. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so, what is the
2: actual URL? Studio.Zeldman.com. Oh, okay. okay. I originally just wanted to call it Studio, and I had this whole design idea. That's heavy. That was very... Yeah. Yeah, that was very... Uh, Okay. It was like water. Hey, yeah. what's the It difference was completely be- neutral. What's the difference
1: between a studio and an agency?
2: In my mind, a uh, studio has a more design feeling to it mm-hmm. and it's smaller mm-hmm. and mm. more hands-on and l- a little less consultancy in my okay. mind, in my mind, possibly nothing.
1: Mm. I also get the, to me, the sales cycle on a studio feels more consultive and less like I think it's consultative. Consult consultative. Yes. <laughs> Love correcting Thank Paul you, Ford's Thank grammar. you. but But my favorite things. Like an agency has a real pitch cycle. They they start the work
2: essentially, you know. That's terrible. It is, right? And I think well, a design agency doesn't do that. No, but a I design mean, agency doesn't do us do spec. But a, but, stu- but a
1: studio feels like you come in and you're like you look at rectangles together
2: and think what should be there. Yeah. I think Both. I mean, Happy Cog builds itself as an agency, but it's the same thing. Okay. Can
0: I share my distinction? Yeah, please. A studio stands on its own. It has its own philosophy, its own kind of mission. An agency is pretty much willing to jump in under any banner. They are agents. They are willing to service you, whereas a studio actually has a position about how things should be created and what they should look like and what they represent. Sure. So I think it's a little more independent, is the word I'm That's for. interesting. Yeah. That's a, that might be a little more. I don't see read. Milton
2: Glazer having an agency. You don't see who? I don't see Milton Glazer having an agency. You're right. I see him having a studio, which yeah. he does, yeah. right? And I see uh, Paul Rand f- having a studio. I don't see them having an agency. Yeah. Yeah. Be, it's also like the work is supposed to But continue. Pentagram, is that an agency or a studio at a certain size? Doesn't it have to be they called an agency? Pentagram's dropped everything. They're just Pentagram. They're just Pentagram. Yeah. They're like share. But I have to assume... prints. <laughs> <Or> prince.
1: <laughs> they, <I> are, <laughs> have,
0: they are the share of I'm <laughs> right. But I can
1: imagine that a lot of their leads are inbound rather than, you know, it's people calling them because yeah. they have a certain reputation. That and, is a brand oh, right. equity that has taken okay. many years and, and to cultivate. And so that's a studio ethos. No doubt. So Studio Zeldman, what if I want to know more about Studio Zeldman? Can so, they email you? Can people email you?
2: So if you go to the site, studio.zeldman.com, currently it's a microsite.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of an app. Uh, maybe. It's a
1: little bit of a web app because it, it actually um, it helps you estimate your project. Right. I would download right. Zeldman in the App Store.
2: Uh, that would be good. Well, I like to say, so. so for instance, you know that if you have a website mm-hmm. and you make a favicon, and uh what's that Apple icon called for, like the phone?
1: Oh, the Touch icon. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's, home screen. Some, we're talking meta tags now, people. Okay, yeah, you it's do heavy. you do
2: that basically? You it's download app, that. Yeah. So, it's an app. I yeah. I go. I always, you know, when people say, "What's next at a Nevada part?" Like, mm-hmm. "What's the, who's the next speaker?" I'll go. Oh, let me look at our app, mm-hmm. and I hit this button on my screen, which opens our website. Sure, yeah. like. Because, you know, we could be doing the semantics of website versus app and all that stuff is uh, angels dancing on the head of a pin. But, okay, so it's a one-page site that is an app because it has an estimator, uh, not an estimator, but a thing that helps you sort of figure out if you want to work with us and qualify yourself a little bit. So when we launched, we didn't have a portfolio. It was just like, because it was complicated as to... Things from Happy Cog that I could or couldn't bring and Mm -hmm. and lots of stuff, you know, lots of, uh, and what my partner's experience and what they could bring and all that. So, uh, but we're launching that in a few days and we're launching an about section just like, so we'll actually have a nav bar with with two items on it, which kind of makes me sad in a way because there was something so pure about the, and it was just- Yeah, it's not micro anymore. Oh, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I was really influenced by- Jen Simmons is – well, she's working on this thing called Layout Land, but mm-hmm. she's really into uh, finding uh, inspiration from, like, old print magazines and stuff, like, real graphic design for the web and real art direction for the web. And so I wanted to do that, and I wanted to not do the site that everybody does now. I wanted to not do
1: – Parallax scrolling. Yeah,
2: and all that. Right, so <laughs> – and like, you know, the big image or the big background video and then the, the three columns of this thing. And then and, and I loved doing that 10 years ago when no when people weren't doing it, mm-hmm. when only like a few people were doing it. But now that it's a, basically it's like something off the shelf that you plug stuff into. You can do that on Squarespace. Really yeah. It's really heavy. Yeah. It takes a long time to load. All the responsive stuff's been figured out for you. I worked on that with uh, Noel Jackson, mm-hmm. one of my partners, and... Uh, Roland Dubois, mm-hmm. uh, who are both designers and developers and brilliant. Roland's from, uh, he was a Byte Department, and I used to uh, wish we worked together. And then he and his partner folded Byte Department, and I was like, ah, gotcha. And uh, Noel is also a DJ and a photographer, and, and we're working with uh, Micah McFeeters and a couple other people. Micah McFeeters is a content person, mm-hmm. editor, writer, uh, so that we have basically this super smart team that's very small. That can go in and uh, do work. Kill it, and, and and yeah, and when you hire us, you're hiring us, right? Which is the way the the old studio was originally, right? Like, here's the five of us, and we're good, we think we're good at what we do, and you're going right, to get right. us. And you know, when you grow at a certain point, you can't do that anymore. At a certain point, like mm-hmm. you're there for a meeting and to shake the client's hand, and then at the end, when it's time to get the money, you show up again with a cigar in your mouth. But in between, you're not. Necessarily able to be that hands-on or that involved because you're pitching the next thing or whatever. So I wanted to get back to uh, doing it. I really wanted to get Very back cool. to doing it. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, we got so we got some clients we could it use. Purified Jeffrey. Yeah. So you got you've got clients. You're going. We got we're going. Yeah, we got uh, two clients. We're working on our third. We really like uh, nonprofits organizations sure. like that. You know stuff where you feel good when you go to bed that your skills actually helped maybe stop rape or stop hunger or something in some, some really tiny way. Making progress. Yeah, like denting, you know, chipping away yeah. at the the huge rock that's crushing the life out of it. Well, we're
1: old enough now to know we're not going to solve it.
2: But we, right. it is, it's good to it still help. still feels good Wait, it's good to help. It's good to help. I think everybody knows. You, were you ever so young you thought, actually, yeah, when I was 20. No, 20. when
1: you're in your t- early 20s, sometimes yeah. you think
2: that you could solve these problems. I, if everyone would just become a vegetarian, then. yeah. This website is going to be the one. If everyone could just read this. Well, I wasn't doing websites when I was 20. They didn't exist. I was churning butter and grooming Mr. Lincoln's beard. But the thing is that uh, I remember thinking, like, I was living with a feminist, I was a feminist, and I lectured other feminists about shaving their legs because that's surely the definition of a male feminist, Someone who tells women what they should do with their bodies. Jeez, Louise. Well, you were ahead
1: of your time I was, as a man. You were, I'm you're, so
0: embarrassed
2: yeah. and ashamed. But I, I think we should
0: close it on that note. No, no thanks. No. That's oh, a thanks. strong That's way to it's, close this show. I mansplained. You mansplained. I mansplained. <laughs> you were seriously. I manspl-
2: seriously, I said, like, you shouldn't shave your legs. That's just patriarchy. Yeah, you were. I explained <laughs> to a woman... Who felt like shaving her legs? That she shouldn't because she was in, that's being subservient to the patriarchy. You were the God, living embodiment of
1: Twitter. Twenty-five years. Ago. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: if I was, uh, yes.
1: Well, look, Jeffrey, we, we love you.
2: Yes, it's, it's great by great what to I see just you, said. Man. Thank you.
1: Now we love you. We're glad you're here, and we will uh, we'll try to to help studios elman any
2: way we can. Well, I will try to post later like, anyway. I can Awesome. I need some products. Can you boys whip me up some products? we we'll get you some products we got right now. We're at the studio. I mean, <laughs> whip me up some products. I'll, I'll I'll do some studio stuff. You do some product stuff. It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> this internet's really happening. It is. Let's get it. Let's go Somebody out. Somebody brought
2: a banana. That's my banana. That's good. Are you going to have that later? I'm going to need some around? After this. Okay.
0: We'll leave it to the uh, producers to decide if that gets edited out or not. Long, pregnant pause. It's always
1: kind of deep when you see that guy, man. It's heavy. It it There's a lot there. Sometimes, sometimes it depends. But sometimes you just are like, whoa, yeah, because it's you know it's all on the table. Yeah, recovery's on the table. The business is on the table. The- yeah,
0: and you know I have to say, constantly challenges. What he's about—that's I think the strength of Like he never leans back and says, ah, I've arrived." No, he's I, always rebooting and thinking about. Well,
1: I gotta, I gotta keep changing. No, and it's true. And there's a lot of you know. You're looking at somebody with 300,000 plus Twitter followers, and sort of all these indicators um, around him, and and but who, if you talk to him, we didn't we didn't even get to that stuff. If you talk to him. You'd think he was just like kind of working off the street. He was that he worked he was like selling hot dogs. Yeah, I mean that's that's there's a humility to it. I mean there's no doubt. So we want to thank Jeffrey Zeldman for being on Track Changes, the podcast of Postlight, the product design studio in New York City. I'm Paul Ford. Rich Diotti. We're the co-founders. And if you want to get in touch with us, send an email to contact at postlight.com. Check us out on the internet at postlight.com. Cheers. Bye.